And hello, movie lovers. And today I actually have Vernon Kelly on with me. And matter of fact, we're going to be reviewing the blockbuster Netflix show that just aired over last week. We punished ourselves for you, so you guys are welcome. So now you don't have to do the hard work that we went through. So with further ado, let's go on ahead. Let's get with the blockbuster TV show by Netflix, and let's do this. Hey, Vernon, what's going on, man? I'm well, John. Thanks for having me back on. You're welcome, man. It's always a pleasure to be able to do these reviews with you. And I just want to say I always have a great time getting different perspectives from you. We might not see eye to eye on some movies or whatever, but sometimes we're actually uh, we're actually two for two right now. (laughs) You know, you know, I I enjoy being on your show, on your platform. Anytime I can help out, you know, I'm here. (laughs) Right. And like I said, we're going to be doing this review for Blockbuster now, if you guys go and look at my trailer reaction that I did with Charlie, I was excited for it because of the fact, number one, I thought they were going to go into the nostalgia factor. Number two, I thought it was going to be employees pulling pranks on each other right. and having conversations within the blockbuster unit itself and having just conversations of their, about their fair films, what found their inspirations. You have a little bit of that, but it's more forced than it is with the dialogue. But that's what I was thinking that I was going to be getting into this. I was thinking nostalgia. I was thinking about it was going to be about the workers. I was thinking it was going to be about the customers. And it's not about any of that. And you're trying to make now, Vernon, correct me if I'm wrong here, but basically this TV series, if you think about it, is trying to make the generation of 2022 care about renting movies when they don't care about renting movies. This generation don't care about that. Yeah, it was. And you, I think you hit a, a great point when you market something to a generation that isn't even aware that it existed in the first place. That's a it's not that you can't do it, but you really have to be strategic about it. And the problem is the content that they released did not focus on that. There is no focus on the late 90s, early 2000s, that kind of rush, that nostalgia that you mentioned. You've literally placed Blockbuster in 2022 and beyond in this kind of modern day scene. A generation that grew up with basically Netflix and streaming platforms, they are not aware of the rental craze of actually going to a brick and mortar store. So you didn't because the the producers, the developers, the writers did not do the proper framework. You sabotage it from true greatness. Yes, definitely. And before we get into the humor and the plot lines and stuff like that, another thing I want to mention is this. Now, the way that they should have done this, and I'm not a writer. For Netflix or anything like that, but they could have done like the early 2000s right. and then brought down to where Netflix winds up running uh, Blockbuster out of business to the point where it's only one store. And then let that be your season two of how to operate this business and going throughout the years with uh, with the main character. That actually would have been genius. Uh, let's say you start. 2002 or 2003, you know, you started because, yeah, right. Because here's the thing at that time, DVD sales were going through the roof. If your movie didn't make that much money, you can make your budget back with renting movies or buying movies. Right. So therefore you can actually have that. That would actually work. Right. And you would, you would have said it in a time where you would have had to discuss those 
issues in that climate, that political climate, that social climate of that day. So this would have been uh, Bush presidency. You know, you would have had to factor in everything post 9-11 and just kind of understand where the country was and why Blockbuster kind of became the standard, I would say, weekend thing. Right. And then you could have built a storyline along with that. And then, bam, you have an instant classic. Exactly. But no, they fumble the ball more ways than one. You come out with it in 2022, which basically doesn't make sense because now they're supposed to be like the last blockbuster in 2022 when basically that last blockbuster doesn't go with the timeline whenever that uh, last blockbuster is still standing. Yeah, because the, the last one is in Washington, the state of Washington, but it's a museum and you can rent it out as an Airbnb. So it's more of a place to visit in a cultural phenomenon it actually is not in operations. Well, there is one store that still remains open that the one it is called the last blockbuster oh it's called the last blockbuster there is one last i guess uh front <laughs> yep and it's yeah and this woman let me tell you what she does vernon every single day she goes over to sam's club she gets the the candy she'll go on ahead and get buy the videos and stuff like that. She has to keep upgrading her software because the computers are so old to the point where she has to keep rebuilding that computer. Well, you know, I admire the entrepreneur effort uh, <laughs> that this person has. Kudos uh, <laughs> her. Um, but at the same time, if that is, you know, that's being the case, it's a bad precedent for building entertainment value around. And what you do to the consumer is now you make us choose between fact and fiction. We know it's fiction, but you're not basing it off of anything. You're basing it off unproven truths. And now you really have to rely on the strength of your cast. Right. And let me just say this. I love Randall Parker. Randall Parker, to me, is one of my favorite actors, especially whenever you look at the last Netflix movie that they came out with was... uh, it had I can't I can't Reeves cameo in that movie is and oh, it was a good rom com that that he had out and uh, I really like that movie but having him yeah. as the standard of Kenny and he plays Timmy Yoon the manager of the last blockbuster video store his dreamer he's a dreamer and a lover of films and here's the thing I think that he's actually the people the person that represents us as this person who loved working there since he was in seventh grade, he loves telling stories about things that he's done in seventh, when he was in uh, the seventh or eighth grade or whatever, stuff like that. And how he ended up still working for blockbusters over 15 years. And there's even a joke in there about him being basically a dinosaur because he's been there for so long. Mm. So, that part lands for me a little bit. But then when you get into the comical aspect of it, when you look at the whole entire, we're going to have a blockbuster party outside. We're going to get memberships to be signed up. We're going to go ahead and have this big gorilla, a DJ. And I'm like, this does not make sense. No, no, you're absolutely right. I think Randall Park uh, is an underrated talent in Hollywood. He's an up and coming star. If he's not a star already, uh, you're right. This last blockbuster is in Oregon. Uh, I thought it was, I thought they turned it into a museum, but maybe not. Okay, nope. so I, I, I thought they I thought that was the plan that they were going to turn it into kind of like a nostalgia piece. You would go visit, kind of you know, um, but whatever, you know, it exists. So, but yeah, Randall Park. Randall Park is good. 
Um, he's he's he has talent. You've seen him on the Young Rock. Um, he's been on a few different uh, content that has been released, not just Netflix. Uh, has been released on Peacock. I don't think the problem was with Randall. I think the problem is with what they were trying to force Randall into. He's also on Quantum Leap, so he also has another show. Uh, okay. Yeah. But Randall is a good actor. I mean, rom-com kind of really is his thing. Um, I don't know what to compare him to, because I, I think that's not fair. But I don't think straight, when I say like just humor, like just comedy, comedy, um, however that is, if it's slapstick or whatever, I don't think this, like this is like the office, right? They wanted to make Blockbuster very office-like, very avid elementary like um and the problem is you when you do that you have to have comedians or people that are very aware uh like uh steve carroll right like you have to have people that have this type of timing and whatnot in delivery and the only one that really has this timing is jb's character but jb is not a part of the main cast as always always says special guest jb smooth right so you have a basically right. special guest doing a lot of the lifting you know, I, I think one of the the better episodes was the firing. They had to fire somebody and his daughter ended up quitting. Like that was actually <laughs> yeah, good, but he was doing a lot of lifting <laughs> and it put, it places Randall on an Island and it's not fair to Randall's talent or some of the other talent that's on the cast. Right. If, if you could have had um, uh, uh, an, an antagonist that was of equal whatever, like Superstore, right? Like you have to have somebody else that like, they're a detractor, but they're so good that it makes you not focus on Randall. It could have been a match made in heaven, uh, but Randall, Randall Park uh, for this role, it's not that it's him. It's what they gave him to kind of work with the atmosphere. Uh, and I just think they did a disservice to his character. I, here's the thing. Ever since I've seen Quincy on the show, which is him, I feel like some of that stuff is basically forced. That's just me seeing the character the way it is. It just didn't land so well for me. And it's not, you know, like you said, no discredit towards the actor. Right. It's the writing and the stylistic of what they're doing with those characters and placing them the places that they place them in. And even when he does the DJ thing, that felt forced. Yeah. Uh, the humor with him was forced for me. Yeah. I know that comedy is the most hardest thing to do. It's the most hardest uh, subjective genre to do. Mm. But for me, that didn't work. If I'm not laughing within the pilot episode, even though the pilot episode itself is just the layer of the cake of what this show is supposed to be. And it's actually hard to get through. So that's why I always give a show of about four episodes before I actually judge something. Yeah. But whenever I'm caring about this and I'm wanting to laugh, I decided to do basically a root canal on myself and try to, <laughs> try to do this as as quickly as I can just to get it over with, basically. But, you know, the Randall Park character for me represented me because that's who I am. Right. And I actually could relate to his character because I'm actually the type of person that will go above and beyond for people, help my friends, and then help my family. And then, yes, people walk over on me and everything, too, and stuff like that, and allow people to, you know what I'm saying? So I can relate to Randall's character. I can re really relate to him and those aspects. But should they have, shouldn't they have made Randall, therefore, 
be like make him allow that focus to be the focus, right? Like, mm-hmm. therefore, we could take it off a of blockbuster. Like, I'm cool with Randall's character. Like, Randall is not the issue. I, you know, I enjoy no. Randall. I just don't think they've invested enough development as far as bringing that out in the because you want to they want to focus on the store. They want to focus on the the dry wit. They want to focus on the fact that you know people are streaming and that nobody goes into the store. And then you know it's, it's a lot of oh. dynamics. You know, so it's even though you might see yourself, it, you're seeing yourself retrospectively, and that part of you is ten years ago or fifteen years ago, and it's in the past. Mm-hmm. And in current present day, because it's not really telling a story based off of the past, it's telling a story in the present, speaking to the past. So it's I don't know. It's, it's just a weird hybrid. I, I can see I can see your point on that. But also, too, I thought that one customer that Randall winds up recommending a movie to, yeah. I thought he was going to keep coming back because I really wanted to see that character come back again. Because yeah. he loved renting videos from movie blockbusters, and they don't do anything with that character. He's only in there for the pilot episode, and then he quickly leaves. They needed to have him back in that store over and over and over again. They did. They did. And that's. I think that's the sign of where your um, director, your producer, needs to have this talk about the direction of creative or the creative direction of the, of the content itself, right? Like where are we, what are we really trying to tell? What story are we really trying to convey to the audience? Because we could be sending mixed messaging that is getting misinterpreted. And instead of creating, you can create consistency or inconsistent consistency, right? So like a character like that, you see him in the the pilot and then he doesn't show up in episode two, but then you see him again in episode three. And it's like something right. you look forward to because this is like a good surprise. The problem is you didn't carry him over to any of the episodes and you left us kind of hanging like there is value in renting films in a physical brick and mortar location and have to take it back. But then I, I said to my wife, I was watching, I said, the reason why this doesn't work is if I rented a DVD now, how would I play it? Like, like it right. just, I, I really don't even know. I, I would, I, my laptop, I guess. I mean, well, even my, my laptop, well, here's my the thing. Have <laughs> Let me show you something. <laughs> you bought the D- <laughs> right, a flash drive. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. This is not a flash drive. This is legit a DVD burner. It's a DVD. Oh. And stuff like that. But that's the only extension that you can actually do to get a because my my computer don't have no CD drive. Me either. Or anything. <laughs> so that's the only way. But although my PlayStation 4 has a CD drive, DVD drive, so I w- I'll be able to do that off of that. But the PS5 has the option of either you can actually buy the one without the drive or buy the one that you can just buy digital games and stuff like that. And you just have the console. So it just depends on what you have. But, you know, you're right, though, because there's no way to actually physically actually rent videos because of the fact that. Now it's getting to the point where the electronics department is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller with DVDs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Blu-rays. It's it's just a changing. If this came out, I guarantee you, if this came out 2010, this would have been gold. If it would have came out 2007, it might have been a little bit too early. You might have been like kind of foreshadowing. But 2010, they would have been like, aha, I remember, you know, but in 2022 going into 2023, it's almost like, uh, nah, I get it. I get it. It brings me back to my childhood, but it's just not funny. You know? <laughs> so it's, 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 but it's, here's, 
is the reason why this is the reason why certain remakes are hard to do is because you have to build uh, uh, consensus with your audience. And I just don't think they tested it. I, I This is what I really think is happening. Not a conspiracy theory, but I'm going to throw this out of here. They're trying to find the next Marvel, the next Avatar, the next whatever Titanic, whatever that golden saga you know titan is not a saga you know but i'm just saying whatever that whatever that golden um content is right and because nobody really knows what the next wave is everybody's throwing things at the wall trying to see if it sticks this to me is disney's hawkeye (laughs) or netflix's hawkeye basically if you think about it since it's netflix Mm -hmm. but yeah netflix i feel like is trying to do something to where they have another hit show on their hands. Cause think of it like this, uh, Ozark ended. Stranger yeah. things is about to end. Yeah. And you have shows that are ending. So now they need new subscriber subscribers. Yeah. So now they're trying to figure out a way to do it. And they know nostalgia works because they have stranger things. Yeah. And they know that, that they can play around with the nostalgia. And what better way to do that is with blockbuster where you can rent movies and stuff and hit, People are around our age because kids around get this. No one's gonna, no kid around this generation is gonna even want to watch this show. Yeah, yeah. So I don't get why you would go ahead and put this in a 2022 world. You also have teenagers in a 2022 world working for Blockbuster, especially when you look at now the most realistic character on that show. Believe it or not, yeah, you're right. Is old dude's uh, daughter. Who oh, just yeah. wants to be there just because of the fact that she wants needs a job, right? Wasn't that Kayla? And then we're gonna yeah, fire yeah. her. Yeah, Kayla's yeah. got. They're gonna fire her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they sort of and, and Kayla because one of the things she keeps saying is like, "Man, this job sucks." But you ever see like she's not actually working. It's a she's not passionate about it. No, no. And what's so ironic is that if Kayla, because she's uh, JB says like she's sixteen. It's 20. So, you know, she's born in, you know, 2006. Yeah. Right? Netflix kind of comes really emerging in 06, 05, 06, 07, takes over the world by 2010. She's not really accustomed to Blockbuster. And that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just a lot of confusion, right? Definitely is. If you actually look at it as a whole, because it doesn't know the demographic of who it wants where they want to take it. They don't know the eight, the demographic for this TV show. Right now, let me go into this now. Okay. So you know how we're messaging back and forth and I wound up telling you, well, there was a couple of episodes that I did like, which is two episodes out of the 10 episodes that I liked 20%. Right. Which which is not good. That's feeling great. And it's the Halloween episode that winds up working for me. Because of the fact that you have Randall Park's character, Timmy, come in riding on that Jurassic Park dinosaur. Yeah. And then you have the – now, here's the thing. This is what they could have done was the pranks within the store itself. Yeah, the twins. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But instead, it's just the twins across the street that are the ones who are actually just wrecking the blockbuster and Timmy's dream of being a great boss. And basically, Timmy, that's all he wants to do is just become a great boss. Right. Get there and he goes into the whole entire thing, though, too. I like how they do this in a real world kind of setting where it's like, well, now I got to get health insurance with these people. That's going to be taking out of my own pay. 
I also have to go ahead and get that taken care of. But also, too, I also have to go ahead and pay my rent. I've got this other bills that I have to cover. So it's a very realistic way of actually doing it instead of like just putting them in the store and there's no consequences for not paying rent. Because I've seen where most sitcoms will go on ahead and you don't even see anybody paying rent or anything. But then that's where... Quincy. That's where your director of creativity or creative control needs to sit there and create an arc, right? Create a universe for this and say, we have to make this into really the film is about entrepreneurship, the highs and the lows, managing, hiring, retaining talent and dealing with the complexities. Now that's where the humor can be about because you're going to deal with real world issues, right? How do you deal with a failing, not a failing, a failed business model, right? Right. And, and basically bring life back into it. But the, the, the series takes a shift away from that. And now you start, you know, kind of trying to just create humor out of nothing. And it's, I don't know. I don't know. No. They almost went there, though, with Quincy and him. Basically, <laughs> where they almost did, they almost did it. Yeah. And I wish they went further with it because they could have done a lot more with that yeah. than what they did. And yeah, I thought for firing, sure Quincy was going to rat him. That that firing, like, who are we going to get rid of? And he, yeah. went up to Olga, he was like, so you really don't need this job, do you? <laughs> She's like, what would I? No, I'm just here. <laughs> you know? So, like, there there is humor in it. To say that it is total trash might be a little much. But it's definitely a trash. It's definitely trash. It's not like dumpster <laughs> fire trash. It's like you find a chicken nugget out of the trash can and right. it's still warm. Right. You're not going to eat that chicken nugget. You better not eat that chicken nugget. It was on the floor for a no. reason. But it's still a it's still a discarded chicken nugget. And this doesn't need to be remade right. for the second season. <laughs> Netflix, just pay us. You can pay us to review right. your garbage films. You know, instead of getting throwing money at the wall. <laughs> just pay us. Real IG, bro. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but dude okay so i think that another thing that for me for the halloween episode two was the part where randall uh winds up timmy winds up going up the roof trying to put in a stink bomb and then he winds up crashing through the roof mm, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, still yeah. has that dinosaur attached to him still and then yeah i mean that i i busted out laughing a, a little bit on that one that was, that, part. that was funny. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That part, I actually was like, oh, but then nothing happened after that. And I was like, okay. No. No, it was it was funny. And then convincing the, the store manager that the twins did it, like, that was pretty, that was pretty ingenious. And a broken clock can be right. So that was this for one episode for, for that one. Episode, right. Then they skip on Thanksgiving and then they go straight into December for like the last episode. Mm. And you have this, they decide, Timmy decides that the best way to get more business is if you get an older actor that was part of everybody's childhood, kind of like what they did with Netflix, Netflix did with Blockbuster. And they decide to go on ahead and book him. And he shows up drunk at the store. Did you see that one or no? Is that the, is that the drunk Santa that you mentioned? Yeah, I, I I gave up honestly when I got to a certain amount of episodes. It was that bad. I couldn't put myself through another episode, John. I was okay. crying. I was like, I'm gonna get through it. Then I was like, I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> I, was, I think I turned on a bit. I don't know. I, I was just like, this is over with. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna give you four episodes if you don't get it right. 
I can't give you 10 episodes in an hour episode each. That's 10 hours out of my life. I can give you four. <laughs> and here I am. I decided to do it for you. But but the Santa Claus episode made me laugh because of the fact that it had that Sopranos kind of feel to it where Bobby and on the Sopranos, Bobby winds up being Santa. Oh, wow. Yeah. And basically, Tony forces Bobby to be Santa. And then Pauly tells him, let me tell you something, something SOB. You're going to be Santa. You got that? So basically, no, you have Bobby being forced into play, being Santa. I believe it. <laughs> so then now, but now there's a reason why I mentioned the Sopranos. Now, with uh, the character actor that they choose, is like a childhood actor that everybody grew up with for nostalgia. And of course, they, oh, get this the Randall Park character, Timmy, sells out, sells out and everything. Mm. The guy shows out plastered and drunk. Bringing out of a flask because <laughs> he's a childhood star that went wrong <laughs> and he's a bum now. And so he goes, so what am I doing? You're dressing up as Santa. <laughs> so then he dresses up as Santa and Timmy's about to go ahead and introduce him. And instead he comes out like an NFL football player and he crashes through the um, the paper, this Christmas wrapping paper thing that they have as a display. Comes yeah. out there like a NFL superstar, a football player, and comes out drunk and starts staggering. And he, go, and he goes, and he just starts reminiscing about different uh, actors and actresses and stuff like that being drunk. And I thought that part actually worked. And he goes. Now say your catch. He's like say your catchphrase, and he was I forgot what he winds up saying, and I wound up laughing at that. And then after that, the stuff with the Santa Claus stuff worked. It was the stuff that was in that episode that didn't work. You wind up having basically Timmy winds up having the 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 drunken Santa, the actor still inside the store. I uh, they wind up. There's a bunch of stuff that winds up happening where a riot winds up breaking out in the store. And it's supposed to be this meteor shower that's supposed to be happening that makes the cell phones go out, makes the Internet crash yep. and things like that. And next thing you know, people are piling in the store mm. to get rent movies because guess what? The Internet is now. So whatever money that he lost because of the drunken Santa thing, he's actually gaining back. Then there's a fight that breaks out in the store. Then everybody's jacking um, the TVs, the TV displays. They're stealing the uh, DVDs and everything. And Timmy's just had it. He's like, I don't, he goes, I'm just done. Wow. So. And ends on that note? Yeah, he goes, I don't want to. Well, it ends with the girlfriend. He Timmy does wind up with, a has a girlfriend. So not, not the, not the one that, not his coworker. That he does have, wind up with her. Oh, he winds up with her. On okay. that last episode, he does wind up with her. And speaking of that, right. I feel like that they kept hitting us over the head with that. Yeah, yeah. Over and over again. I'm like, dude, I get it. He had a crush on her back in high school. I get it. Okay? Yeah. I get that that's the potential love interest that we might end up seeing him with towards the end of the season. But you don't have to keep reminding us about it. Wow. So they knew that it was going to fail? Well, basically what winds up happening is this. The girl that he winds up with, 
Yeah. Uh, and later on in the episode, he winds up breaking. Uh, she winds up breaking up with Timmy because he called her by the co um, co-worker's name. <laughs> so then the co-worker, the you know how she's trying to be with Aaron, the guy that she's with, yeah. the uh, husband. Yeah. Well, he proposes to her again. Tries to repropose to her. He gets these guys singing uh, down on bended knee. And then the closing, if she said yes, was going to be, I'll make love to you. Mm. And she says no to him. And so then it leaves Timmy and her together at the end of the episode. So, yeah. Uh, So they. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't even know what to make of that. Um, They basically (laughs) said if we don't get renewed, we could end it. They and they ended it, so now you got nowhere to go. That this is well, why this is why you cannot. This is some DC, no thought. You know, Ben Affleck is Batman type stuff. Like you know, yo, put some thought into this. This is not. This is not cool. This is not funny. It's always a buddy man, and I. That's because that whole theme, that premise, is literally taken from Superstore. Yep. And I, I don't know. That was bad. And to me, it was total cl- cliche because of the fact that we know that she's going to be with him at the end of the episode, uh, at the end of the season. Right. But it's the fact that Timmy is losing faith in the store now because every, everything kept on happening to him within this episode. And the matter of fact, the last quote that he winds up saying is, he goes, I'm tired of, pu- of putting out another reindeer. I'm not going to put out another reindeer. And that's just, okay, let me tell you what that quote is about. Basically, his mother would keep uh, putting out another reindeer every single year, knowing that something would happen to that reindeer, thinking that something would, uh, something different would happen. But it would be the same concept over and over again. And this is Randall, basically Randall Park's character, Timmy, stores basically the reindeer. He's just tired of putting so much thought and making people care the point where he's like, you know what? Screw it. They don't care about the store. They don't care about running movies. All they care about is themselves. I'm done. Ooh, yeah. Um, Randall Park, I'm sorry. Uh, I appreciate your talents that you've given. <laughs> um, I think you're a great actor. You're a fantastic talent. I think you have a promising future. I love seeing you in the in uh, the Young Rock, and you're hilarious. You, Stephen Carell. Um, uh, Jack Black, The Rock, and Kevin Hart need to do a movie together. But this movie, this right here, don't ever discard this, <laughs> delete it from your IMBD or I, whatever it is, delete it from your catalog. <laughs> don't even mention that you made it, just collect the check, go home, brother. Don't <laughs> so, go, just collect the check and try again, my man. <laughs> another thing, though, too, I wanted to ask you this, okay? So the other thing that I didn't like was Quincy takes a uh, winds up taking advantage of Timmy throughout the season, and he wa- Timmy thinks, okay, well, because the store is built on nostalgia, right? You, you know what he spends his money on? A Silence of the Lamb plate, where uh, basically where Hannibal Lecter was making uh, was making Ray Loretta. Uh, eat his brains. So he thinks that that plate was going to draw in attraction to the store. So he he bought it 
and he was going to, he had it up in the display and then Quincy comes in and he's heating up his food in the micro in in their microwave because of the fact it's too cheap to use anything in his store. And so Timmy winds up asking him, so wait, what is that? He goes, Oh, good thing you had this plate here. It was all sealed up and everything, but I wound up getting it. I'm like, okay, this uh, that's terrible. Randall, like I said before, man, <laughs> I love you, man. You're great. You're a great actor. You're fantastic. You're you're good, man. This is not it. Everybody has one. Will Smith has Wild Wild West. This is your Wild Wild West. Just take it as experience and move on. <laughs> okay. Now, let me ask you this about the Olga character, the okay. older woman. So Olga, what did you think of her? Olga's not bad. Uh, actually, Olga is developed. She's designed to do what her character is designed to do. Every show. So Olga's character would be the equivalent to um, in the office. I can't think of his name. He was an accountant. You saw. I can't, think of, I can't think of his name. Oh my gosh! I'm about to right here. I'm about to see because it's gonna office cast. I'm gonna tell you because <laughs> it's gonna make me upset. But, I don't even remember. But that's basically what her her character is. She's supposed to be, um, you know, the steady. You know, chimes in when needed. You know, humorous, but there's really no depth, so you don't have to build like a love interest or you know explain origins or anything. Uh, Leslie David Baker, Stanley Hudson, Stanley Hudson in the office, right? So the accountant, that's Olga's character, basically equivalent. Um, so I'm not upset. I mean, Olga was fine, honestly. It it's it's befitting, inappropriate. You're not going to hit a home run. Olga's character is not designed to hit a home run. That's not what the character is for. The characters to me that should have done more, Randall, like I said before and earlier, Randall needed a uh, an antagonist who was just as strong, just as dynamic, but you know, carry could carry on themselves. Um, JB Smooth, you know, Percy's character is fine, but he needs to either be adapted into the whole focus of this of this uh, content arc, uh, and then you incorporate him in somewhere. Um, Oh, Madeline, you know, like there's there's a few one there's to me I would have swapped like there's other actors and actresses that maybe to me would have had a different kind of go at it. Uh, but the reality is, and I think this is a good synopsis. No matter how great a person is, no matter how great a talent is, the team still wins. And what we see here is it wasn't the cast, just like becoming Albie. It wasn't the cast's fault. It yeah. was the direction of the content. And it starts with the writers, the producer, producers, and the directors. They control the flow. And because they, to me, did not have the proper investment and the proper strategy, the cast, unfortunately, takes a hit. So, Olga's fine. The rest of, honestly, the rest of the characters are okay. Like, there's nobody I would replace. There's nobody that, you know, yeah. like, oh, man, they're hurting the film or they're hurting the content. It's just that there's not enough there to work with. So no, there definitely isn't. There's no ground to work with. It's mediocre. It's one direction, no pun intended with the band. But it's very uh <laughs> but it's very paint by the numbers kind of thing with the dialogue. It's yeah. very cringy. Uh the humor just doesn't land. Yeah. And even when they introduce this other love interest to the guy who wants to be the next Quinn Tarantino. In the Halloween episode, they both dress up as vampires, and there he winds up becoming like a love interest for that character because he's also bisexual. The other character is bisexual. 
But here's the thing. You only introduced that character into one episode and he's gone. Yeah. Instead of having him spaced out in different seasoned in different uh, things, because I'm like, okay, what happened? Did he just take a whole entire month off of work (laughs) or what? Because you don't even mention the guy at all after that or anything. So, yeah, I mean, they could have done something more with that. They didn't invest in him as well. Um, and I think it just goes to show. So it's it's weird. So you're you know Carlos's character. So like they yeah. brought up. He's like I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. He's like I love movies. I remember he made the the wall, the shrine, and the wall, which is pretty ingenious. But instead of allowing Tyler's character to be kind of the um, driver, they didn't really. They didn't to me invest because you you run you honestly get caught between Madeline or Hannah's character and Tyler's character, right? And right. then Kayla's kind of this force in the middle that you know doesn't really care, and she's just there because her dad owns the you know shopping strip mall, right? And which is JB's character, Percy, right? So it's it's just a weird, it's a weird. It's so combination flow. Yeah. And then Olga, like the soup thing, like that's funny, but as you know, like, but you know, it's like her soups are amazing. You know, like when Jamie brought that up, you know, that's actually, that's actually not bad, but still like, it's, it's just not flowing the way it should flow. No, it's like you hit and then you have a dry spell and part of the episode. And that's it. And it's not it's not good. It's not rich. It doesn't do anything for you. It's like best value. It was also another thing, too, with Olga's character that really got on my nerves a little bit was the fact that she didn't want anybody helping her fix the display that had to go up. Which is another Superstore. Uh, and I just yeah, I, I, not that I know this is becoming about Superstore, but Superstore got me through the last. <laughs> like that's that's so hey, because I used to work Walmart. But anyway, so. It's a lot of humor, but yes, Olga's character resistance should have been a fill gold that added to the score. And mm-hmm. her actions, unfortunately, she's almost like Olga's character is almost a character that if you're not paying attention, you don't even recognize is there. Yeah, now that's a little. Mm, that's just a little much. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> exactly. But all in all, Blockbuster is not a Blockbuster at all. It's not even a Blockbuster night. It fumbles on the dialogue. It fumble, fumbles on the plot lines. It fumbles on what the show wants to be. It doesn't even know its audience. It struggles to find its own identity. It's something that I really was hoping that it was going to be great because I love the trailer. If you would like to see my reaction to that trailer, which is a very positive reaction compared to this, you guys can go on hand and check that out. Our movie lovers uh, reacts segment that we do on here. That's actually going to be in the playlist. But as far as that goes, I think that's everything I had wanted to cover as far as the blockbuster review. What about you? No, I totally agree. I, you know, we're, we're agreeing on this. There is no difference between us. Uh, I had hope when I saw it on, the trailer, I was like, wow, I really think this is going to be rock star. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I like Randall Park. I'm becoming a huge fan. Uh, I've seen him in a lot of stuff recently. I thought that 
with JB Smooth. I know JB Smooth as a comedian is absolutely hilarious. Anybody that really follows JB's career, um, he is a home run hitter. You just have to give him the bat. Um, and I thought that they had enough inner workings to pull this off. Um, Eliza's characters, uh, Carlos's characters, Kayla's, um, Olga's, you know, so, you know, Tyler, Melissa, Madeline, you know, all of them, they, they really, they have, they had value. They have value and they contributed well. The only flop, or I would say the person to blame is honestly, uh, just the, the creative control. So director, writer, producer, that team has to get together and put out something that is noteworthy. And unfortunately, Netflix, you drop the ball on this. If you just want to give away money, John and Cody will gladly accept all payments. Uh, you could pay us 50% of what you paid them and you still <laughs> come out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is probably about $15,000. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> per episode. We're doing episode. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to conclude our blockbuster review. And Vernon, tell everybody where they can reach you at because I've been forgetting to get people to do their tags sometimes. So going ahead talk about your podcast for a minute look it is what it is uh business <laughs> tainment right uh so we you know we rebranded we refocused we're really focusing on the business niche but the things about business that pertain to it more than just going to work or whatnot but the ins and outs the x's and o's in life as i say not left not right just life right we want to bring together a lot of different voices and a lot of different views that really affects our day-to-day -day interactions in business uh and economy and we always want to provide an entertainment value to that. And, you know, that's why I call it business entertainment. Connect with my boy, with me, CVMK33 Instagram. And also we added the new uh, Instagram page. It is what it is, underscore show. And also, you know, where the best supplements are. Got with me right here, Superpower. <laughs> best pre-workout, best breast and amino acids, super thick creatine. Only at www.cvmkglobal.store, YouTube. The handle now that we have handles, CVMK. That's where you can connect with me. Awesome. And that's going to wrap it up as far as this review goes. And I hope everyone has a great and safe and blessed night. And bye-bye.